Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, June 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Pretty simple. We have a fork in the road. Either we have a failure on our hands, they're going to go lower, test the lows, make new lows, or we have a garden variety retracement, they're coming back to run a test of an important area, they're going to make a specific pattern that we discuss all the time, which we'll discuss in tonight's video, and they'll have another leg higher. Now, we're going to talk about both sides of the coin, we're going to talk about the bull case and why, we're going to talk about the bear case and why. We will provide specific numbers attached to each case so that we know which one is taking hold. Let's start with the assessment of the daily chart. The trend is your friend until you know what. They're in a downtrend. They ran a test of the 20 period moving average and were summarily rejected. Now, being rejected from the 20-period moving average isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, not being able to get through it right away. They could have run sideways underneath it, somewhat of a pullback, but that didn't happen. What they did do was very interesting. The low of day of the 24th, which was last Friday, that low was 381.37. They closed below it today. That's a negative sign right out of the chute. What does that do? It opens the door to fill the gap down below or lower. We're going to talk about the or lower and where that might be, what the line in the sand will be, all that stuff. We're going to use some other charts to point some specific things out. But first, let's talk about the flip around. We don't know what will happen, but what if it does happen? So let's say for argument's sake, we wake up tomorrow to some kind of a gap higher open. It's possible we could also get a gap lower open, but we're talking about the higher open just for a moment. Let's say they recapture Friday's low. If, and it's a big if, if they recapture Friday's low, start trading above it, closing candles above it, hourly above it, and daily above it, what we will have on our hands is likely one of these ABC type of corrective patterns. Now, They don't have to recapture Friday's low in order to have an ABC corrective pattern up. So we're going to continue talking about the bull case and that scenario. And we'll start with the 240 minute chart. Why is that? Because right around the place where the gap exists, and the gap I'm talking about is 378.11, we'll call it 378 for argument's sake. That comes in right around the same price, slightly higher but not far away from the 20-period moving average on this 240 chart. Now, price has been through the 240 average. It's coming back to it, so it diminishes some of the importance of it, but it's still something to keep in mind. It's an awareness type of thing. Also, because there's another reason. This general zone is the last area the market broke out from. So they made a low, they rallied up, and they ate some time off the clock, somewhat of a pullback, somewhat of a bullish flaggish pattern, and then they broke out to the upside. Now, they're coming back to that zone. The top of the zone is the gap, the 20-period moving average. 
somewhere deeper into the zone is another big fat round number. We'll call it 375 for argument's sake. Put that on a sticky note. Here's the 120 minute chart. And what I want to point out here is if they're in fact down in that area, filling the gap down a little bit lower, while the 240 chart had a moving average, the 120 chart does not. Now, it's not an end-all, be-all, but when you start getting into a scenario where all the moving averages are above current price on just about all the time frames, you have to understand that not only is the market in a downtrend from the larger picture perspective, but now even the short-term picture begins to turn back down, opening the door for a test of the lows. Now, I don't expect that to happen in all one bite, but it certainly is possible. The market certainly is fragile as we know. This is a bear market. Bear market rallies are sharp and fast. Sometimes they go to the rip your face off magnitude. Sometimes they don't. Let's keep in mind where we're coming into from a timing perspective, time frame perspective. We have the 4th of July holiday the following Monday. So therefore, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, it's not out of the ordinary to see them bounce the market up into the holiday weekend. We talked about it last night, a couple of shimmies back and forth before that happens. Today was a little bit more, or a lot more, than a shimmy down. It was a decent sell-off, which changes the scope of things. However, let's keep something in mind. Trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. What's their job? Also known as trick and company. Their job is A, to shake out the weak hands, also to make as many investors and traders look like fools as much of the time as possible. Write this number down. If they get above, if there's a rescue operation underway, if, and they get above 385.80 and they start closing candles above there, and then close hourly above there and stay above there, there's going to likely be another leg higher. That's a big if, but the market has big swaths of points in both directions that she can chew up at any given time. That goes for both the up and the down side. Write this number down on a sticky note. 374.65. That's this fuchsia line. Below that, the door begins to open for a test of the lows, filling this gap here, 365 and lower. 374.65 is an important spot, and if by chance they're selling them again on Wednesday, for example, and they run into 374.65, closing candles above it after a test would be an important thing. That would be a potential bounce opportunity. Getting below, closing candles below, begins to open the door for the lower stuff. Inside the numbers, we're going to run through the commentary, see what was what today. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was turnaround Tuesday. Wake up a little green. You have to go back to the morning session. They were gapping higher at the open. They were running higher early in the morning. From a bullish perspective, they had an opportunity to sell more overnight, but were rescued back into the green. So they tried to sell them off overnight, but they popped back up. By the time you woke up this morning, we had green on the screen, and that was, at least from the morning perspective, a bullish scenario. 
we had 391.85 up above as unfinished business. We're talking about a destination not yet visited that could be it or higher. Now, let's get our faculties from a visual perspective. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 391.85 is that spot. They ran up to it. They completed the unfinished business. They stayed above it for a little while, ran a back test, looked pretty good, and then all of a sudden they failed. We know once they got back below that number, it would open the door for other stuff. 388.75 is our early pre-market bull bear pivot. From a bigger picture perspective, above and the bulls are in the cockpit, below and they're not, and she falls. Back to the visual, the lower line is 388.75. That was your bull bear pivot, also around the gap left open from yesterday. And you can see, while they had somewhat of a bull bear battle for a while, they gave it up, they stayed below, they started closing candles below, and then they sold off or fell as prescribed in the pre-market notes. They never really gave any significant bounces all day long. They basically sold them all day long. When you look at a 30-minute chart, for example, other than the first 30-minute candle and one in the middle of the day, every other 30-minute candle was red. So we know what happened. So what I'm going to do is scroll up so that you can read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Find out where the important numbers were and what the market did around those important numbers. Did it find support at important numbers? Once below, did it find resistance at important numbers? That's the benefit of knowing the important numbers. Obviously, we got into a gap and crap situation, so the failure took hold and the rest became, as they say, history. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Stocks on the move. We only had three candidates today. One hit its number, the other two did not. Keep in mind, we're in what I call the donut hole before earnings season. Earnings season will get kicked off in a couple of weeks, and then the trades from stocks on the move will again come fast and furious. WBA eBay did not hit its number, therefore they're off the board, there are no trades. We'll take a look at the chart of Nike. Now remember, stocks are headed for a destination. When they get to the destination, one of two things happens. They either turn around and go back in the other direction, or they hang out for a cup of coffee because the destination was somewhere else. So this morning, the first number on the board was 107.25. That's the area that if they get there around the opening bell, slightly after the opening bell, they should get a bounce back in the other direction, if it doesn't work, you can see the zone becomes between 107 and 105.80, maybe even a slight spike of 105, but that becomes a zone. So you see what happened. This morning, they came into 107 and a quarter, spiked by a little bit, made a low under 107, turned around, went back in the other direction, and in minutes, they were at a high of 114, a $7 run, give or take. Now, you never know. Which ones are going to give you the rocket ride? Jordan in the live room, inside the numbers live, along with other members, took this trade. He runs in an automated trading system, which means he stages his orders. So therefore, he got his profit targets, he had a trailer, he got a nice profit in Nike. 
a lot of traders from inside the numbers got a nice profit in Nike today. A classic example of a stock on the move. At this point, after that kind of a rocket ride, the trade is over. When it comes back down, we're not looking for another trade around 106 or around 105. You can see they bounced around those numbers anyway. But as the market melted away, everything basically melts away. So you take your money, you put it in your pocket, and you go about your business. You're not looking for another bite at the apple while the market's melting down. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Same to similar routine. They spike through the 20-period moving average on the daily chart. But I want to point something out I think is interesting. So the same Friday low that we've been talking about in the SPY is pretty far away from where current price closed today in the IWM. That price is 170.90. So what we can say about the IWM is on a relative basis, they're in a slightly stronger position than the SPY. Keep in mind, this could be a bear wedge pattern, making new lows, anything is possible but it can also be relative strength in ABC and another leg higher up into the holiday weekend. Don't take that off the table just yet. If, in fact, the IWM does get below Friday's low, then I will like that scenario a lot less, at least into the holiday weekend. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Again, it's all the same market, not necessarily to the same magnitude, But when they all go up, they all go up together. When they all come down, they all come down together. And here we have a similar situation, 20-period moving average, rejection, and here we are. So the line in the sand for the transports is the low from Friday's candle at 13,065 and change. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. It's a bear market Below all the moving averages, so far all we saw was a dead cat bounce. What about the Q people? Conversely to the IWM, the Q people are actually ahead, meaning relative weakness against the SPY. So they may cancel out the IWM, but certainly the tech space is telling us the markets are weak, the downtrend is alive and well. Our last line of defense for the Q people is going to be around... 280. Start pushing below closing candles and daily below 280, and they're likely going to run a test of the lows or at least close to the lows. XLF financials, similar to same situation. They didn't even touch the 20 period moving average, came close, but they didn't get there. Sold off again, downtrend, trend is your friend, all that stuff. Below 3140, might want to put that on a sticky note, and then below. 3127. Those are two numbers for different reasons. They're both important. You get below 3127, and it's likely good night, Irene. Smash mouth, same routine. Somewhat of a bearish, wedgish pattern. Finish on the lows. That's never good. Not far from the former lows. And when you look at the weekly chart of Smash Mouth, just looking at a different flavor, they could be doing one of two things. Either this is a bear flag type of wedge pattern, something similar to that. And then this will make another move in the downward direction if it doesn't happen first. And the other side of that is if we get that holiday type rally situation, you have a gap over here, 
223.82. They should want to fill that gap. It's unfinished business. They don't have to fill it, but under normal garden variety market conditions, they will fill that gap. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.